0: Get ready for the tech zone. Wednesdays, 3 p.m. Pacific time zone. Add the app to your cell phone. Paul Amadeus Lane's on. With informative interviews and breakthroughs with CEOs and gurus and who's who's and reviews. Count on Paul to bring y'all the news. Yeah, he didn't pay dues and never snooze, refused to lose and stayed humble and still played by the rules. On the scene since 16, pops been Paul's gasoline, spiritual house have to stay clean, but the king of her y'all know the routine. In the world, the sun clean, disaster's the vaccine, so quarantine, but relive the emphysema epidemic of 1918. Hello, what is up? It's me, Paul Amadeus Lane, and welcome to this edition of The Tech Zone. We have some amazing guests. We're going to talk about some amazing topics. You don't want to miss this show. What topics are we going to discuss? We're going to talk about AI. And we're going to talk about gaming. Two amazing guests. They give us some great perspective in both. So you don't want to miss that. Before we bring them on, we welcome you. for listening on our flagship station. ABC News Radio affiliate KMET AM and FM. And we can't forget about our streaming viewers and listeners out there so if you're watching us on our roku channel fire tv channel the tech zone paul amadeus lane we welcome you and those who are listening on spotify apple music amazon music um iheart all the different platforms out there we welcome you and thank you so much for your support so without any further delay let's welcome our very first guest. She's going to give us her perspective on AI and just where we're at when it comes to the development and also how it's impacted businesses out there as well. So let's welcome her on right now. I am so delighted to have with me right now my next guest, Leah Cooper. Leah is the Managing Director of Global Consumer Technology over at Sedgwick. How are you doing today, Leah?
1: Welcome. Doing so well. Thank you. And I really appreciate you having me today. I'm excited to talk to you.
0: I am too. I kind of mentioned this before I brought you on. When it comes to AI, I am there. I am there for it. You know, especially a person with a disability like myself. You know, I I, I think I'm overly anxious and overly, you know, kind of like caution to the wind when it comes to AI because I see what it could do for for my community, the disabled community, but 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 I know I need to balance that. So I'm glad I have you on right now, so we can talk about that, especially when it comes to businesses out there, because there, there's a lot of unknown out there. Leah, I remember I was at the at um, CES a, a few years back, and we were talking about the um, Internet of Things really morphing into the Intelligence of Things, and how AI was going to be that driving force. And Leah, I don't know about you, but Were we ready for this AI boom?
1: Um, I think we were ready, but I don't think we were expecting it. Um, it's been a very interesting few months with the advent of tools that have made AI accessible to pretty much everyone. I can't remember exactly what the stats were for the folks who started using AI originally with chat GPT And, and I don't know about you, but I learned about it because I I heard of my nephew, uh, their school had to implement a no chat GPT policy, you know, and, and so it it was really something that pervaded our entire culture in a way that we haven't seen before. You know, you usually um, have co- topics of conversation about AI um, really cloistered with your nerds. And I don't mean that derogatorily. I, I am a nerd. Um, mm-hmm. And so it made it something that was a topic that anyone could discuss because anyone could use. And, and, you know, from my perspective, I think that was a surprise, but I do believe that it has been coming for years and years and years.
0: Yeah, it has. I've been hearing about it for many years and now that it's it's upon us, it's um it's like, wow, I was at Google IO um, back in, back in May and just to see how things are just morphing in when it comes to AI got a chance to play around with Bard and yeah. it's, I'm like, Whoa, this is like, just, this is super crazy. And, and, and you're right. It's uh, it's, it's among us. And I don't, I don't think, I don't think we were, you know, we, we were prepared to get it so fast because now, now, especially when it comes to business out there, Aliyah and, and, and this is where your expertise really, really comes in at. What are some things that the that, that businesses and companies should really keep in mind and know about generative AI and and just how to make sure that they understand the different risks that are involved and and just making sure that they are doing things the correct way or any type of red flags that might come up
1: i mean i I think that's a question on everyone's mind right you know there's an entire practice that has actually evolved, um, known as responsible AI. You know, with all the vendors that we have talked about from the business perspective, they are adamantly adhering to these policies because everyone agrees how how very important it is. They're adhering to those principles. And, you know, we work a lot um, at Sedgwick with Microsoft. They've been a tremendous partner, and we've seen how they have actually taken great pains to demonstrate how they have evolved their open AI chat GPT product and, and, you know, they use the responsible AI standards. They, they work with companies to help them assess um, their long-term use of gen AI and how it's going to impact not only our examiners who are handling the claims, but also our, our claimants in the long run, you know, there's no point in using technology unless it makes people's lives better. And I'm a big, big believer in that. Um, but I've been really impressed by our vendors and how how they've been um, adhering to that. You know, and I think one of the big concerns that I keep hearing about is a fear, you know, of, of bias mm-hmm. within the results that we get out of these kinds of tools. And you know, by nature, machines don't have a bias to them. You know, they don't have a desire to. Um, to, to discriminate against a particular group or to share data inappropriately or or anything along those lines, machines just behave the way that we tell them to behave. And, and that is, you know, we are responsible for helping them to work through the right algorithms, uh, and then implement those formulas responsibly. And, and that kind of training, uh, to understand algorithms, to understand if you, see a picture of a dog, you know it's a dog, and you know it's a German Shepherd and what have you. And, and I use that example because I have one sitting on my feet right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, that kind of training has occurred over decades at this point. And now we're able to start operationalizing that knowledge and that, that technology. And you know the impact of, of actually getting that wrong it's tremendous and it's it could possibly be damaging to the people you know against whom an, an AI fueled decision was made and and so if we as the creators actually take the time I think to to understand how that machine learning is actually working really to have that um, that transparency, then we have a real opportunity to to recognize and to change that and if we don't maintain that clarity uh, and and that transparency into the how, of of how systems are working, then we collectively run the risk of perpetuating um, bad behavior by systems within the tools. Um, But what I will say is that based upon all the people with whom I've been really privileged to work over the years, I don't think that's ever consciously intentional but we have a responsibility to recognize and, and pay attention to th- how the tools are working facilitate that transparency and then we can build the capacity to address that
0: so true and i um i moonlight as a an accessibility consultant when it oh, comes nice. to you know uh, accessibility things and got to make sure i'm not gonna um mess up NDA here when i say this but this is one of the the things that that we always talk about when it comes to to AI and, and machine learning. When you are creating certain th- certain things, you have to remember other members of the population that that we forget about, like persons in wheelchairs, yeah. persons who use um and canes, who use walkers. Uh, I know with like autonomous vehicles, that was one of the things that that we wanted to make sure that we got across was, okay, it picks up, it may pick up Leah walking across the street, but. Right. What about Paul rolling in his wheelchair Will they recognize that and when they see that will they stop and have the same you know type of uh type of machine learning going on and I am so glad that we're at the point now where we're we're starting to have these conversations when it comes and it's like yeah it's all about the diversity equity and inclusion even when it comes to 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 different under underserved uh, populations uh in in our, in our community that, that we have to think about especially if we're gonna 're going to unleash this beast of AI you know we have to have to make sure that that, that everything is included and what what do you think that that companies and, and organizations can do because you brought up some very very great points of, of how to make sure responsible AI and all and all the things that, that that needs to happen but what are some things some plans or an action plan that, that that companies can make sure that that they're doing or what should they put in their in their action plan creative plans that they're going to on the unleash the, this AI potential?
1: I mean, the the first thing that I would expect, and one of the first things that we did, thankfully, mm-hmm. you have to establish that AI policy and governance standard so that people who are working in this space actually know what those standards are. And so ingraining that into their core thinking about how to use the technology is really important. And that... That has everything to do, uh, It the scope can be from data management and privacy and security, which is, inc- I, I personally think is the most important facet of Gen AI. Um, but that algorithmic transparency that I mentioned, um, a, a willingness to, to consciously think about bias mitigation, that's very important. Um, but at the end of the day, humans have to have complete oversight into everything that we are doing when it comes to using these tools and weaving that into your policies is really important. Um, I heard a great quote the other day, um, what we do with claims management, it's absolutely critical to keep the human involved in, in anything like decision-making or judgment calls. You know That gets to the ethical use of these kinds of tools. And I, I believe that that has to be ingrained on your development teams who are actually taking a look at that. Um, I was proud that we actually came out that w- with that pretty early on. And my team is very, very familiar with what the terms of that policy are. Um, so, so we have to be really careful with the tools, but we also have to give that background and that training. You know, I won't, I won't talk to the creative side yet of how companies can take advantage of Gen AI, because really, mm-hmm. if you don't have that foundation and that understanding of the policy and the governance, then it's um, then then you really shouldn't be playing with it.
0: I I totally agree. And when we when we just look at how serious this this is, human oversight, we I totally agree. Because we we all seen AI. We remember that movie with when, when when that when that AI went crazy and everybody thought Sonny was a bad AI, but he wasn't, yeah. you know, we we don't want that, we, we don't want we don't want that to happen. So human oversight is definitely 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 a must. Yeah, that's
1: and, uh, Isaac Asimov, right? And yes, yes. three principles of robotics. Yeah. Yep. You got yeah. It. it's crazy how relevant that is even though it was written decades ago.
0: Isn't it? You know, I look at that and I'm like, wow, you know, we're actually living living that now and and what about security protocols? How how important is that because you know, maybe maybe uh, once or, or listening in different different companies and or organizations are are mulling around, um, you know, gen AI and and, and, and wanting to, to implement these things, but they have a lot of ca- you know cautious um, thinking like security pro- protocols. Can you speak to that?
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, one of the things that we we make sure we do is that none of our data, none of our documents, nothing we we have ever leaves our environment. And I think that actually is a really uh, important tenet as we're looking at using these tools. You have to make sure that you keep all of your data uh, as locked down as humanly possible but from a from a creation standpoint you have to form a multidisciplinary team you've got to have your creatives who have the good ideas about how to use the tech but equally as important, your IT security group needs to ride side saddle with you or shotgun with you. They absolutely have to be right there beside you so that they understand what you're trying to achieve, what the architecture of the environment looks like, what sort of security protocols you have in place and you you make sure you, keep, um, you have everyone adhere to and so forth. So um, the multidisciplinary team not only has the developers and the IT sec, then you bring in your data scientists And those are the guys who can actually help you glean the knowledge that is coming in from your learnings out of the AI. Um, one thing that people tend to believe is that they think that AI is a silver bullet, right? And, and it's certainly not, um, that, that, that's something that I have to fight against. and, And most developers really have to fight against every day. Um, they, they do think it's that silver bullet and facilitating an understanding company-wide of what gen AI can actually do but more importantly can't do that's a huge step in your iteration as a company so that IT security understands what's being asked of you from a development standpoint and in data science knows what information you're getting out of using these AI tools so it's really interesting that, you know, it's not a silver bullet. It's really far from that. And the accessibility and the scope of what we're doing has really excited a lot of people within companies around the world today because they think, oh, my goodness, this is going to transform the way we do business And the right. You know, normally I would not say uh, when when something, when new hype comes out about a new tool, I don't usually get excited. This is the first time that I've truly been excited about, what we're going to see in the next few years,
0: me and you both, sister. I am telling you, you know, I am like, I just the sky, the sky is the limit. You know what I've been able to play around with 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 Bard AI, and also some of the things that even um, Adobe has put in some of the creative crowd, Creative Cloud suite with uh, Premiere and Photoshop. Yes, and, and and as a person who's a who who edits films, creates, does everything else, you know, I'm looking at, especially a person like myself with a disability, where it was a challenge for me to do certain things, you Mm -hmm. know, to have AI give me like a leg up on getting something done and really being independent and being a a business owner, uh, being a content creator, being a consultant, you know, all these things, you know, it's helping me, helping me juggling, you know, my, my, my busy schedule. I am, I can't wait, you know, to see where we're at next year with it, when it comes to AI. And I hope we continue to go on and on and and, and braving this this new tail, new trail. Right. I'm sorry when it comes to it.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be incredibly impactful to everyone's lives. And we're going to get to a point where we can truly digitalize process by stringing together multiple different AI tools to get us from point A to point C. in our timeframes for handling what you consider rote administrative tasks in the claim space are going to go from here to here. And that's really exciting because not only is it a better experience for our claimants, um, but it also makes the lives of our examiners who handle red tape every day. It, it takes a lot off of their plate as well. And it creates that, that space for knowledge. And I, I love that, you know, but, but thinking about what, what you just said, um, I personally find that really fascinating and really inspiring and um, you know, when I was younger, um, you know, with with regards to creativity in general, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what Gen AI brings to the table to make it more accessible to people who haven't had that before. Yeah. And, and just from a personal nerd experience, um, you know, I'm a coder by heart and by background. Nice. I am perfectly happy in a dark room, in a garage. You Give me a keyboard and I'm off. Um, but when I was a kid, you know, I used to draw and paint a lot and I loved it and I didn't have, I have no time to do that now, sadly, you know? Um, so a great story was a few weeks ago, my team was working with me and they got very excited, we were all playing around with Dolly, the image creator. And, and we were saying, Hey, let's create our team logo just for fun. And just by thinking of the ideas Mm -hmm. and putting the ideas out there, um, Rather than you know trying to draw or paint them because we don't have that talent to do that, um just that one tool alone, it really helped um, the people on my team uh, express their thoughts in their head and translate them into images in a way that we've never been able to do before. And just that fun activity, it actually fueled a lot of new ideas in our other work using um, Gen AI and the large language models. and And so one, one spark sparked another, and um, I'm really hopeful that that gets to continue for a lot of people in the past who haven't had the talent to express themselves the way that they would like.
0: You touched on something that we saw happen in the in, in the video gaming industry, and that is the social aspect and the mental aspect of breaking down barriers where people will be able to to do certain things and be creative and, and just and just just immerse themselves into certain things and that is. When we were younger, Leah, we had a vivid imagination. We, you know, and we, we, that's what made us so happy. Yeah. But then we became adults because we got so busy. We stopped using that part of our brain that made us happy. We stopped playing. Yeah. And I feel that this is going to fill in that gap that we missed when we became adults. That's really going to, you know, I feel this is going to help us break down some of this, some of this hatred that we have you know, in this world, you know, if, if we get back to the, using that part of our brain, we're imagining certain things and having technology in and the, and I, I've i experienced that happiness that you've experienced before too. When I, when I, when I was playing around with Bard, you know, I was, I was, I was having a real hard time, you know, cr- you know, having this, this, these thoughts, putting these thoughts to paper. And I was like, whoa, this is good. And then the rest of the day, I was in a happy. I was in a good mood. I wasn't, a, I wasn't a grumpy bear, you know what I mean? So it's, um, uh, <laughs> You know, I, I'm glad you touched on that because that that just shows just just what 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 can happen because, because of this technology. Thank you so much for you know you know for sharing that. That was awesome, awesome, awesome. I'm glad you glad you shared that. And um of course. And and Leah, what if companies are like we're not gonna use any gen AI tools if we don't create them in-house? So we're not gonna use anyone else unless we can create in-house. What to those who have that kind of mindset? What, what what would you say?
1: I understand that mindset. I I know exactly where they're coming from, and and I think there's a happy medium because um, I I think about it as like you're using a power tool. Gen AI is no you're not using a screwdriver, you're using a powered drill at this point in the ball game, right? And you can go create your own power drill, but it doesn't build the furniture that you're building. And, and so I know that's a silly analogy for it, but these are just tools. These are just small tools. And I think to recreate that wheel or that power drill, you're putting a lot of effort into an area where you may not need to put the effort. Um, that's just my two cents. And that that's my personal perspective on it. Um, again, these are, I think people feel like that if they use a tool that's out there publicly, then they're not going to have a proprietary solution to what they're looking for. And you know I personally disagree with that because using these tools is just one tiny part of what you do as a business. And, and so if you're looking for the ability to transform small pieces and parts, um, even, even just the low hanging fruit. And you know, right now a lot of companies are working on their low hanging fruit, but it's still fruit. So you know, a lot. Of, I'll give you a good example. Most of us are using an um, AI for things like tasks, like document summarization. But that's just one small part to what we do as a company, and what most companies have in terms of their business process. So, you know, it, it that's an obvious one, but you can lean into the learnings and, and lean into using the tools that are accessible. Um, in a way that doesn't make you recreate those from scratch. So that's just my two cents. But I understand where they're coming from.
0: I, I, I definitely hear you on that. And I don't I don't think they heard you, Leah. You go you gonna have to repeat that. You, had, you know, you know, please, please repeat that analogy because that was like I was trying to see if I can write it down real quick, but I don't think they heard you, Leah. You gotta repeat that <laughs> use that analogy again with the tool and everything. Please we want to make sure they get it.
1: I, I will st- I will keep saying it out loud. I promise. But you know, I I actually had to um, use power tools this past weekend, and so <laughs> once you go there, you don't want to go back to the old way. And I think Gen AI is going to be very similar to that.
0: I totally agree. I totally agree. Anything else about AI, uh, Leah, that 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 you want to delve into before we go in and find out some of the great things uh, that that you all are doing over there at
1: uh, at Sedgwick. You know, I I personally think a lot of people have fear, um, whatever you want to say about using AI and, and that it could possibly replace jobs. I actually don't think that's going to be the case. Um, I think it's going to transform the jobs that exist today so that it, the the process is not necessarily on um, checkboxes and administration, but it's going to create the time in someone's schedule to engage differently with our clients and our claimants and that engagement, I I think that's going to move the needle in how well we can actually take care of people. And so we're looking at it as a, a really different perspective to say, what if the focus of the job was not, you know, compliance and regulations and process, but what if the focus of the job is making a, a phone call or an outreach to an individual and saying, are you okay and how can I help you? And I think what gen AI is going to do and what the use of AI in general is going to do is create that space for us to do that. And in that way, I think it's going to be very positively impactful to how we move forward as a business. And I hope others are thinking about it in the same way. And, you know, I think one of the first things I said was if, if the technology doesn't help humans, then there's no point in using it. And I. I, you know, my fingers are really crossed that even though we're talking about digital transformation, it's going to have a very human, uh, impact. And and I hope that's the case.
0: Uh, I totally hear you. I totally hear you. What, what, what's impressive, uh, Leah, um, about what, uh, what Sedgwick is doing 78 of the 100 fortune 100 companies. I am sorry because that, that just blows me away. <laughs> I. I need I need to hang around y'all more often because y'all y'all where the action is. So I mean that is that that is awesome. But um, talk about how uh, Sedgwick is really meeting the, the 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 needs in this challenging AI world in which we're living, in to integrate these things, especially when it comes to risk, uh, risk benefits, and integrated um, business solutions that can that can help companies out. Just as you're already doing with 78 of the top Fortune 100 companies, so my we are. God. My drop.
1: Yeah, we. I, I actually have been really honored to be with this organization um, because they do have, they do always put the tenet that caring counts as, is the number one thing that we have to keep in our mind, and you know millions, millions of times a year, someone calls us or emails us or interacts with us because something bad has happened to them, and so. It's our responsibility to figure out how to serve them and how to support them during a really difficult time. And why wouldn't you use the best tools at your disposal to do that? Um, so that's that's kind of why I think uh, the, the use of technology in general is incredibly appropriate for our industry. And o- over time, I heard someone say this yesterday, the, the role of IT and the role of business Leadership—they're—they're going to merge because technology is going to be so in important to how we take care of people and how we engage with them in a meaningful way. That um, you know—that it gets me really excited about what can come. But we—I'm privileged to work with a company whose job it is to take care of others, and um, that's—I think—at the heart of everything we do.
0: Yeah, I can—I can tell. I'm doing research on the. On the company, you know, it's more than a light flex. You know, it was a, it was a major flex of what what the company is doing. You know, especially in the tech world when it comes to AI in this in this space right here. And and um, you know, for for ones who are kind of on the fence, who are not quite sure they want to hop on this AI train, especially when it comes into to this area of focus of of what 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 you all do over at, at, at Sedgwick, what what, what what can you tell them to kind of get them to, to think seriously you know about about the technological age that we're in and and, and gen AI
1: you know I, I think the bottom line is that it, it's actually here whether we we like it or not um just just this weekend I think I was uh checking out a an online grocery store and, and I won't say which one um but it said hey would you like a recipe for the." ingredients that you're buying i said oh my goodness how did it actually know that about me (laughs) and and how did it actually get that right because it, it it really did get that right and i was shocked at it um but people don't really think every day about how that is in use um every single moment of the day and it's that that example is a combination of not only the gen ai piece to extract the, the right information about what's going on, but then to use data science to figure out, okay, what's the next logical step. And, and we're talking about exactly the same thing, whether it's buying groceries or, or whether it's appropriate, like really handling a claim very, very well, so that examiners know what to ask to advance the life of a claim and help, help get People to the right resources. So all of that, it's the same thing, whether we want to recognize it that way or not. And and so we can either embrace it because it's here every single day. I don't know if you've been on a website lately, but it knows exactly what you're looking for, um, either there or elsewhere. There's a reason. AI has been going on for years. And even if most of the general public isn't aware of how it's been going on, um, it's real and it's here to stay. And so you either get on the train or you don't. But it creates so many opportunities for those who are willing to take the time to learn about how to use it responsibly and tactfully to to advance your business.
0: And for all my Scrooge McDucks out there, <laughs> um, what she saying in, in layman's term and I'm a layman's term, I'm going to break it down for y'all. It, it'll help you all make money. So, you know, yeah, at the end is, of the day. Yeah. It, it helped you do that. So so Leah, it's been great chatting with you about AI. I can't wait to do it again because you know as as AI continues to uh just just morph into our everyday life that we see now, I, I would love to have you back to always uh, get the pulse of how AI is doing and some of the great things that, that also Cedric is doing too, um when it comes to you know this space and maybe next time it's gonna be a hundred out of Hundred
1: out of hundred fortune right. <laughs> 100 out
0: there, but 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 thank you so much. Is
1: there a website or anything you want to give out there
0: uh, for the ones who are listening or watching?
1: Uh, nothing else in particular. I just want to say thank you for having me on this and allowing me to tell you a little bit about what we're doing. But I love talking about this, and and this is the kind of things that make the nerds get out of bed in the morning. And so when this came about, everybody was ready to jump on, and and I hope that we see some really cool things coming. So let's stay in touch. Yeah, because I'm I'm a nerd myself. And is, is there a website you want to give out for, uh, for for Sedgwick? Oh, yeah, absolutely. www.sedgwick.com. And that's S-E-D-G-W-I-C-K. Everyone thinks there's an E in the middle, but <laughs> there's not. Yeah, and, and
0: especially hearing me a couple of times try to put that E in there. But it's <laughs> it is Sedgwick, 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 Sedgwick. So make sure that's you, right. you reach out to Leah and the team over there. So Leah, thank you so much. Have an awesome day.
1: Thank you so much, Paul. I appreciate
0: it. That was the awesome, the amazing, the lovely, the beautiful Leah Cooper. Really enjoyed uh, chatting with her about AI and make sure you uh, check out her company, um, Sedgwick. Uh, really amazing company doing some awesome things out there. So when we get back, we're going to be talking about some gaming news. Talk about what's going on in our world of gaming. Get perspective from one of the gaming experts out there. He actually even hosts a show too. So we're gonna bring him on right after these messages. We'll be right back. In this world of technology, things are ever changing, rearranging. You need someone to help you out. I know You'll someone that can. You'll never be alone. You'll be with Paul. I'm a day slain in the tech zone.